0: July is to sun and heat, as January is to dark and cold. Just a short month past the solstice sets us into the depth of a season. Welcome to The Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. Wild foraging is what set me off in the direction of being a naturalist. I used to hull up with my mother's well-worn copy of Yule Gibbon's book, Stocking the Wild Asparagus. I would pore over Gibbon's diagnostic line-drawn sketches of plants, and I would drink up his conversational prose. I would then spend countless hours outdoors searching out the wild edibles he recommended. Though many wild edibles fall short to our spoiled modern palate, there are nonetheless some wild edibles that put to shame their domestic counterparts. I'll let Yule Gibbon's words introduce today's feature. For those of you who are fortunate enough to live where they grow, the raspberries furnish some of the very finest wild fruits to be found. A perfectly sun-ripened wild raspberry, still glistening with morning dew, is one of the loveliest wild indulgences. The word picking when applied to these berries feels somewhat wrong. Ripe raspberries slip effortlessly off the plant, leaving their greenish-white core behind, unlike their close relatives, the blackberries. As a result, raspberries end up looking like a ruby red thimble sized for a child's finger. But popped in one's mouth, a raspberry is about as far from a thimble as it could be, tender, juicy, sweet, with just enough tartness to bring life to the juicy sweetness. Raspberries aren't a single species, but rather a collection of species which all belong to the plant genus Rubus in the Rose family. Flowering raspberry, though altogether lacking as a fruit, has showy flowers which reveals this genus's close kinship to the rose. Also belonging to this group are blackberries, bake apple, also known as cloudberry, and non native wineberries. Even among what we call raspberries, we have swamp raspberries, which are smaller and can be found at home in the sunny patches of swampy woods. There are black raspberries with their bluish stems and fruits which almost resemble a cross between a raspberry and a blackberry. And of course, there are those wine berries, considered invasive in many states, which look almost exactly like raspberries, except that the fruits appear glossy and leave a slightly sticky residue on the fingers of the wineberry forager. What most people think of as a raspberry, however, generally have dull red fruits, which are actually a cluster of druplets. Botanically, a drupe is a fruit which has a stony pit, like a plum, peach, or apricot. So a druplet is just a small drupe. Hence their ample, hard, crunchy seeds. When I feel inspired to do more than just eat wild raspberries by the palmful, I have two go-to recipes. The first is, not surprisingly, raspberry jam. Few jams are as brilliant in color and flavor as raspberry. When winter winds are howling during a dark morning in February as a nor'easter is backing up over us, nothing parts the clouds quite like a well-buttered slice of toast slathered with raspberry jam from the previous season. It is a reminder that under that blanket of snow, there is slumbering life, and just a few short months away is another harvest of raspberries. My other favorite is a particular tart a friend of mine makes. The crust of the tart is first spread with cream cheese and then topped with the mashed berries. The simplicity of this tart complements the perfection of the perfectly ripe berries. So this weekend, you can check to see if your local patch of raspberries is in season. In the wise words of Yule Gibbons, Let's get our share. You could pick a few to nibble on or pick a lot to make a pie or a batch of jam. Just be sure to leave some behind for the birds and the beasts that rely on these summer berry bounties for their survival. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, references, contact information, photos, and information about how to subscribe to the show as a podcast by visiting archives.weru.org. Have a nature question that you want us to answer in our show? Simply reach out to us. Theme music was by A Woodpecker, made available by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology.